on a very special episode of 58 of the Green Street Hammers podcast. Myself and Henry sit down and play some FIFA while talking about all of West Ham's transfer links, who's likely to leave, and where they could end up. Keep it locked on the Green Street Hammers podcast. Uh, a unique Green Street Hammers podcast. Uh, it's a two-man crew, myself and Henry, for this episode. And uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, it is because we are doing a FIFA match or a couple while we're talking everything West Ham right now amidst the hiatus. Uh, so, Henry, how are we doing? I'm not too bad. Just, you know, coping with the first day of lockdown in the United Kingdom. And it's going all right so far. Well, there you go. Yeah, we're getting locked down here in Toronto as well, uh, starting midnight tonight, and it's the 24th as, I, as I'm recording this with you now. So, um, yeah, non-essentials are, are being uh, are being locked up here, but uh, other than that, it's um, same as last week, really, for me. How about how about you? Same same deal. Um, yeah, same sort of deal. Uh, obviously, some people are still a bit confused as to what essential workers are. <laughs> but because um, obviously some companies want to stay open, so like they're being told they need to go in, and they're not really sure if they should be or not to be. It's the government needs to be a bit more clear on it than they are than they have been. Yeah, we're we're dealing with more of the same on our end as well. Um, we we had the same mandate put out about uh, about. Um, essential workers and whatnot, but then a list came out of what essential workers are. And basically there was an 80, an 80 list, an 80, you know, point list of what essential jobs are with multiple jobs in each point. So it seemed almost like you could justify any way you could about, um, about if you're an essential worker or not. Um, I work uh, in, in personal or private security on uh, construction sites. So both construction sites and Private security is uh, is being deemed essential. So I, I'm still in the workforce here, but we we find uh, we find time for for FIFA and certainly talking West Ham. How about you? Are you are you essential? Um, I would have been essential if I had been in, hired by a major company, but as I'm currently freelance, I'm I'm essential, but I'm at home. <laughs> Ah, okay, okay. So, I'm in a um, little right, limbo. You know, and you're not alone, I don't think. There's a ton of people that don't know exactly where they fit in with all of this. Um, yeah. Let's let's talk about the teams we picked here. We, we're playing our first game as bo- with both players. Um, oh, that's not a foul. Come on, never a foul. Uh, with both teams being West Ham. Uh, we did this, uh, hand up, we did this before and it didn't work. Uh, audio on my end was an issue. So um, we're, we're doing this sort of hybrid. Uh, and uh, I went with a four-four-two um, double holding. The, oh goodness! Oh, hit the post, Arthur. Mazuaku's in the game. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I went four-four-two uh, holding with uh, Suchek and Rice in the holding midfield. Oh damn! I got burned last time by giving the ball away, but we have it back. Oh, we we'll give it away again. What's that? What formation did you did you opt for? I went for my favorite. Four two three one. Um, with four now starting, Suchek Rice holding, um, and then Owen Anderson, four now's and Hallow as the attack. 
But I did not okay, start okay. Nakia <sighs> like he did. So I went with the game uh, suggestion there, like based on. Oh no. Oh, he's offside, 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 Bowen. Um, yeah, I went with the game suggestion for the back line. You know what? Let's let's hope Ngakia comes good here. Um, oh, jeez. You know what? I haven't played yet today. That's going to be my excuse. Oh. 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 <laughs> it's on, been all, all you in this game so far. It has been all you. Oh, that's a handball by you. Whatever. We, we fight another Ooh, it's day. Ball two hand. Hey, you know what? If it's in a build-up to a goal, we know that counts it out right away. Um, so the <laughs> this is almost like a chat. This is almost oh. like a challenge because uh, we are going to be talking West Ham while also playing as West Ham. Um, so we wanted to uh, to sort of have some fun with this, and we know there's not a ton to talk about right now, um, but we do want to talk about some West Ham uh, points, and with that comes. Uh, some talk about some transfer targets. Oh my goodness! Oh, oh, oh Henry, what are you doing? I'm wasting it. I'm wasting it. You have <laughs> wasted three good chances. Oh my goodness! Here comes a fourth. Get out of his way! Oh, send him off! Get him off! Come on, just a yellow. Just a yellow. Just a yellow. Just a He's yellow. He's got to go. He's got to go. Oh Thank come you. on! <laughs> I'm sorry, sir. Okay. I love you, but you had to go. Oh, uh, Bowen getting in his face, too. Yeah, um, bit of afters. <laughs> you know what? It's Let me do some adjusting to my, to my <laughs> team here. Um, we're going to just slip Rice right back there. And we're going to play 4-1-2-2. Four, two, two. Uh, how do you like that? That sounds all right to me. Um, okay, this is going to be an uphill battle now. 17 minutes in. I'm not, I'm not digging this. Um, okay, first and foremost, how are you making out there? I know you're you're in. Uh, you said you're in Brighton. So, um, how are things uh, where you're at there as far as country lockdown and um, just general, you know, the general um, public's health right now? How are you guys all feeling there? Uh, it, it's all right. I think everyone's starting to understand what they need to do, which is good. Um, I think over the weekend, people. We're trying to have the sort of last hurrah of freedom, but and then that's what sort of prompted the full lockdown. So I think it's still the, starting uh... to starting to hit people what they need to do, and they're starting I've seen the to. Seen the Boris memes of him of him tackling people going out for a second walk of the day and whatnot. So yeah, uh, it seems like the lockdown's in effect to say the least. Yeah, it's a lot. Oh, come oh. on, Halla. Fabianski is earning his paycheck today. Um, so yeah, uh, other than oh, that, cool. everything, you know, how, how are you making out at home? Are you guys are you guys stocked up? Do you have any toilet roll left over from last week? How are you doing? <laughs> uh, we've still got a little bit of the uh, uh, gold at the moment. That I like to call the toilet oh, roll. Yes. Um We've yeah, got the, we've the got food for we've got food to last us for a bit, so we should be we should be fine. Come on! Oh, well, that's good. Uh, as long as you've got food and uh, and something to clean up afterwards, you you, you should be all right for now. Uh, and as and as well, like essential services, like we were talking about, are all still in effect and still working. So um, there's no 
Oh, let's go, Antonio. Uh, oh, uh, there's no need there's to no panic doubt just about yet. That. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, as far as as far as Toronto is concerned, more of the same. Uh, I'm working from home largely now, but I did have to go venture out in the brave wide world today and go into downtown Toronto a little bit. Um, but you know what? As far as that's concerned, traffic's uh, much better, and there was no yeah. human on human contact. So I'm uh, I'm feeling safe still. Nice. Nice ball across the box. What is that finish? Oh, oh Suchek's been an absolute beast for me. Last time we played, I didn't have the squads updated and didn't have Suchek, and it was a nightmare to try and get through the midfield. Uh, and, and we did yeah, end so up good. finishing every game 5-3. 5-3. Um, yeah. Yeah, and you you were the West Ham winner in the, uh, in the Irons Derby, so... Um, I I'm I'm have pride to play for right now, uh. But so far so good. Uh. So we wanted to talk about as I mentioned uh, some transfer targets. Uh. These are not rumors that we are uh, substantiating ourselves or anything. We are literally just talking about who we'd like to see the club spend some money on. Uh. Oh, oh. come on, my first good chance. Uh. So uh, first up, we we can talk about uh my player that I highlighted, which I think you talked about in one of your first articles for Green Street Hammers, which is uh QPR's uh left back Ryan Manning, the 23 year old Irish left back. Um. So do you know much about Manning? Um. I know a little bit about him. Like he's a bit. He's similar to sort of when we first signed Cresswell. Like, good crossing of the ball. I fa- except I think he might be a bit quicker than Cresswell ever was, but I'm not. I don't think I've covered him yet. But he's definitely someone I've, I've I know a bit about, but not widely. So you'll have to inform me here. I don't. I again. I don't. I haven't covered him personally, but I did do a little bit of research on him, and it, like you said, he looks to be like that. What Cresswell used to be, insofar as. Um, in so oh offside. Insofar as uh, attacking wise, like good, good crossing, good goal contribution as well. I believe he's got three goals and six assists on the season. And in the article, I mentioned that he did space out. Uh, he did space out those contributions rather well. It's not like he scored in, in bunches and then went cold. Um, he he. Oh, that's not never a foul. Never a foul. Uh, he he's done well uh, to sort of. Con- Consistently chip in on the the front half of uh, of the game while still being solid. <sighs> QPR is thirteenth in the table, um, so uh, do do you know much about their team? I know they they do play uh, our man Jordan Hugel quite a bit, and him and Manning have some good link up play there. But uh, I know that you're uh, being you know boots on the ground in England are more intertwined with that life. But uh, QPR they're they're a pretty solid attacking team, but um, just don't yeah, have maybe that very... cutting edge just yet, right? They're they're good going forward. Um, they've found a way of getting Jordan Hugel scoring a few goals. I mean, he's got ten plus goals this season in the championship, which isn't easy. Um, which he's actually, which is good for us, which helps his set resale value if he is to go. But I know they also have. Um, I think his name is Eberichi Eze. He's a never. Yeah, and we're gonna get to him. Young prospect. Uh, yeah, that was Jeremiah's pick, I think. Yeah. Um, but but man, so actually, I, I want to talk about why I picked Manning because I think that's important. I I touted uh, positional need as far. Oh no, it's gonna happen here. Oh, oh. my gosh. 
Alaire's having a mare. Uh, yeah. Positional need. I think I think Mazuaku's time is is up at West Ham. Um, the only thing that's going to be saving him is if Alaire puts out an ultimatum and says, "If he goes, I go," because they seem to be pretty good mates. But um, yeah, he's oh, nice ball over the top. Uh, he he just doesn't fit our system, especially playing a flat four at the back. He doesn't have the defensive inept. Or he he's he doesn't have the defensive qualities you need from uh, a left back when there's not the added center back that's also in the box uh, to help you, you know, to cover up on the back end. So I think yeah. the positional need is certainly there uh, when it comes to a new left back and someone to build around because oh, Mikel Antonio he breaks the deadlock. I can't Ten believe it. All. Beautiful <laughs> passing. Oh, you just cannot give these guys a chance like this. <laughs> so undeserved. Uh, you know what? Get out. Get off of my back. <laughs> <laughs> you got to take your chances better. Um, anyways, yeah. Positional need. We, oh, we need it. We need a new left back. Mazuaku is yeah. all but gone in the summer. Um, Manning's twenty three, and there is that rumor that Moyes wants. Uh, largely British, and I'm sure he'd make an exception for Irish players uh, in the team. Yeah. I know, Lord knows he was excited about getting Harry Arter into the team last time he was manager and was willing to pay, I think, 13 million pounds for him. So, um, you know, he, he he likes the Irish players too. We know this. Um, and and I, think, I think Manning would be like a, a little bit of a punch up of energy. We've seen exactly how much, you know, the fullback, oh, what a block, Ogbonna, hammer of the year block right there. Uh, we've seen how much a, a little bit of youth and excitement can be uh, valuable, especially at, at fullback with Ngakia playing those games. Yeah. And, and, you know, Ben Johnson also lighting it up at the under-23 level. So um, as far as left-back's concerned, I think I think Cresswell will be the one to stay out of him and Mazuaku. Any, any thoughts on that positional job there? For West Ham fans everywhere, this is the ultimate football app for you. For match highlights, interviews, and the best West Ham videos and podcasts, download the free COY Irons app now from the App Store and Google Play. Um, I mean the current lads and Aaron Cresswell and Arthur Mazuraku, like they're both capable of having very good games, and also both very capable of having off games. I think Cresswell, he is the more consistent defensively of the two so you'd probably want to see him stay more but i just i just had this thing with Mazuaku. i know he's been at fault for a lot of goals but i feel if we were just to say to him okay you are now a squad rotation winger that will fill in when people are injured and if he would say happy to take that role i think he'd be quite a useful player for us but whether or not he take it or not is different. Cresswell, he's lost a yard of pace since his big injury and since he's come back, which has stopped him being able to have the space to whip that ball in, which he's so good at doing, when we, which he did well when we had Andy Carroll. But we don't have Andy Carroll anymore, so we almost lose that weapon of his as well because Haller plays side different and has a different run on the ball. Um, so I think it's not only one left back we need. I think it, it could possibly be two um, to replace uh, them and to be f- sort of fully stocked again. Oh, Finally, 
Oh no. Oh no. Finally. Oh, no. I just fell apart there. I just fell apart. Uh yeah, I I, I can see what you're saying about about uh, needing a second left back. I don't I think one is certainly a priority right now and I think yeah. that um they'll they'll want Cresswell because I think if for the for next season anyways, I think two is certainly needed certainly if you go down the road more than one season. Um but when you look at Cresswell uh, and the core of the team, it's him and Noble as sort of the uh, oh, what a lovely ball over the. He top. does have a big role in the dressing in the dressing room. He's the he's the vice captain, or at least he takes the armband where Noble has gone off on a few occasions. Yeah, he has him, captain him, the side between him and Ogbana. Yeah. Oh, speaking oh, of, the there's block? a captain's tackle from Ogbana. Man of the match, hammer of the year. Give him all the accolades. Um, I got to say, you've been defending absolutely terrifically while talking that whole time about West Ham's left backs. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I can't disagree with much of what you're saying there. The also silver lining is we know we know Ben Johnson can play left back in a pinch, and if you have Ngakia playing... Oh, what a rocket. If you have Ngakia playing uh, as your right back you could possibly see Ben Johnson step up as uh, as a as a fill-in at left back so you never know there um but yeah, yeah I, I still I, I think, think we need, sorry I still think we definitely need to sign a right back as well because Zavalenta between Fredrickson and Gakia is fine I don't think Fredericks is consistent enough and he struggles with his injuries Nagakia I do really like, but he's still very young to put a full season into is risky, especially in that sort of position. When we did it with Rice, he wasn't, he struggled at centre back at first. That's why he got converted into the holding midfielder. So he had slightly less pressure because he had the defence to back him up. Um, so I would, I'd like to see us go for someone like Nottingham Forest, Matty Cash, who we linked with in January. Um, um, ref, penalties. More than one. <laughs> I was going to say, I heard multiple there. <laughs> oh, we're good. We, we survived the onslaught. Um, like Someone like Nottingham Forest is Matty Cash, who's still quite young himself, but is a first-team regular brilliant going forward, stable as a defensive right back as well. He's been part of one of the, the best, one of, or not if, the best defence in the championship. And he's only a few years. He still have plenty of time at West Ham and also to help tutor Nagakia to come through and be a better player himself. That's a that's a fair shout there. I wonder I wonder what the, what the play is going to be by by Moyes and Sullivan who are in charge there. Um, by the way, match one ends 1-1. One, one. Um, we're going to switch up the teams here, and I think we're going to head to Syria for this game. Um, Look at the stats. How you've escaped that is mental. You know what? With with 10 men, you can't... I mean, that's more on you than it is on me. Let, let's let's be honest here. Spice Avenue is, is really stepping up his game, I think. Horrific. Mr. Pickles... <laughs> Mr. Pickles, on the other hand, I don't know. He's lacking. He is lacking. 
<laughs> um, okay, let's go off to Italy here. Um, I want to ask you about uh, about the two names you gave me prior to this podcast. One you wrote about, and that is uh, Barahama. Sayyid Barahama? Yeah. Barahama? Barahama? I think so. We went over this before. Um, and uh, he's someone you highlighted as well as Joe Worrell. So, so let's start with Sayyid Barahama. He's a Brentford player and one that West Ham have, uh, I, I think, some keen interest on as it stands right now. Um, so what can you tell me about him? Why, why do West Ham need him? Whose position is he taking? Does he walk into the starting 11? Give me give me everything you got on him. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll try. <laughs> um, well, we've been linked with him a bit before. I remember his name sort of popping up last summer and in January occasionally. Um, he's played 34 league games for Brentford this season. He scored 10 goals, assisted seven from the right wing position, although he can also play on the left, which adds to sort of his utility. So he can cover both sides. Um, As I said, he's only 24 years old, so he fits under David Moyes. We want to sign players who are under 25, so he scrapes in there, which is good. um, Because if he succeeds, then as... Moyes is looking for there could be some good resale value on which I understand why we need to do that but obviously I know not everyone's keen on hearing us already sort of talking about selling players before we've bought them um, which is completely understandable I think yeah um, but like he's very good uh, at crossing he's very good at dribbling he's very good at shooting he's got a good sort of long shot on him so he can sort of pop up from any sort of position within 30 yards of the goal and cause a good amount of danger to it, um, which is good. He does lack a bit of pace, but I think that's where his dribbling makes up for that. Um, sort of how Fornals is. He's not the quickest, but he can get past a man, which I think would suit us. Um, I think he, if he came in on transfermarket.com, he's valued at £13 million pounds or so um with if the transfer market goes ahead as normal and coronavirus doesn't cause huge financial constraints to clubs um then i think we'd do well to get him for around 18 million because brentford won't want to lose him especially if they come up through the playoffs if that happens um or if they stay in the championship they still won't want to lose him but I think if he came in, he, he'd happily sort of take over that sort of role from Yarmolenko, maybe even Antonio, because he's not getting any younger. He'll be 31 next summer or 30. I can't remember off the top of my head. But with he starting to get injury prone as well. So we need to start to think about replacing him. And I think Benrama could be a good shout for that position especially as he can cover both sides can he can he play centrally um i'm not entirely sure it didn't say he's played centrally a lot but i feel like if you can play on both sides you can play centrally yeah i I can see that it would make it would make sense sense to me. me almost like a felipe anderson type where you know he he can he can play a different style of play when he's when he's isolated in the middle. Um, yeah, or how when Pyatt oh. 
I'm not comparing him to Payet at all, but when he first signed and he was played in the centre, and I think it was probably actually the best he was for us, actually, when he was in the centre, in my opinion. And But he could also play out left, but he was never the quickest, Dimitri Payet. He was just good with the ball at his feet, which gave him this extra space. Oh, go on. Immobile. Yes! Ah. Come on. <laughs> A defensive error by Napoli leads to Lazio taking the lead. Absolutely. Shambles at the back. <laughs> Clinical um, from Chiro. It was a great finish. I mean, bottom corner just tapped in exactly where it needed to be. You can't be mad at that. Um, I can because it was a it was a stupid error by me. Um, yeah. And so so tell me more about about Worrell here. Um, so Joe Worrell was the other player I've sort of identified um, because I think he would fit in oh. to the team quite well. Um, He's a young centre-back at Nottingham Forest. I think he's about 22 years old, I'm pretty sure. Um, uh, there's a Twitter page called Between the Lines who cover a lot of the football leagues, and they've had him in their championship team of the season at centre-back, oh, wow. um, as he's been part of Nottingham Forest's defence, which has been, if not the best defence in the league, as I said earlier. And Joe Wall has been a huge part of that. And I'll give you some stats once I've finished this attack. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, he's, been, he's very sort of um, no-nonsense British centre-back who's going to throw his body in the way. He's going to win the ball as much as he can. He's just going to do the dirty job, sort of like how James Collins used to be for West Ham. Um so he has 189 clearances this season, 48 interceptions. Can't look up and defend. <laughs> um, oh my! I don't, you don't have to worry about defending. I just put the ball for, out for a throwout on a kick in front of the net in your goal. So terrible he's blocked, attack too. He's blocked 48 shots. He has 81% pass actually, so he's quite reliable in that as well. And he's played 37 times this season. Huh. <laughs> Oh my gosh, a 3 on 0. What a save. Um, so on. he's racked up he's racked up some very impressive numbers in not even a full season. I'm sure there's some defenders that would be happy with their whole season look like that let alone a season with a mid break in it. Oh. Yeah, that's that's pretty impressive from a, what is he, a 22-year-old center back there? Yes. Oh no, Lukaku, he's too big, he's too strong, he's too fast. The other person we've been linked with, Jordan Lukaku, had a very good game the other day when we played against each other. <laughs> he was a nightmare out there. Uh, you did lose that match again. All games ended 5-3, but Lukaku was maybe man of the match in that game. He scored, he defended, he was everything we'd think he will be if we sign him. Oh! <laughs> I saw someone but say if just, the Mazuaku song like is not... Yeah, someone said if the Mazuaku song is right, we don't want him at all. Um, yeah. So between between Joe Worrell and uh, Ryan Manning, I think... And, and if you look at Joe Worrell as a potential signing, West Ham have two center backs they can really throw away uh, if there's going to be any takers, and that would be 
uh, Winston Reed and uh, Fabian Balbuena, who has seemingly outstayed his his welcome uh, in East London after a pretty positive. Oh my God! What a fa- you just elbowed me right in the head. Uh, which after a pretty <laughs> remarkable start to his career. Um, so I think. Uh, oh, cool Balik, be better. There he is. Um, so I think if you you would have a lot of people on board with you if you said, listen, our starting center backs are Issa Diop and Angelo Ogbana, and uh, we're bringing in Joe Worrell as someone to rotate in and grow into the team. Again, it seems yeah. like uh, all signs are pointing to Ogbana having his his contract extended based off of a clause that's in it. So um, he he could potentially end his professional career with West Ham. Oh my gosh, this, these guys. Um, so, you know, Worrell seems like a, a no-nonsense, like you said. Defense first, uh, smart defender that West Ham could, could do a lot worse than. And you know what? It reminds yeah. me almost of the signing of uh, Mepham last summer by Bournemouth. Uh, yeah. they, they had their starting center backs, but he was brought in to basically um, join the oh, join the ranks and earn a spot and he's played a couple times he's made a couple mistakes i do know that specifically but you know this is the hardest level to play at in the world so that's going to happen um but that's a move i'd like to see made and there hasn't been a, a lot of investment outside of diop in the back four for west ham it's certainly not looking forward and at the future again diop being the only outlier there so I would love to see 22-year-old English center back be brought in and, and be made the future focal point of our of our back line to to match up with, you know, Ngakia yeah. and whoever we have taking over the the left back throne. Um, Absolutely, yeah, be, that's, that's it'd be interesting to get him because he's from Nottingham, and he he does love Nottingham Forest. He recently signed a new contract, um, and I know he captains them on occasion, so it would be. You'd have to throw money at at it to get him to come down to London, but I think it would be money well spent, especially if you think of like some other options that we get linked with that just aren't. With Worrell, I think there's a lot of potential. He's been capped at uh, youth level. Oh, what a save! In- He's been capped at youth level for England. So there's clear potential there. Um, so yeah, I just think he'd be a very good move. I've similar to, I sort of rate him similarly to how I rated Bowen before we signed him. So I've watched him a few times because I was at university in Nottingham, so had the pleasure to go to the city ground occasionally. And I definitely think he'd be a positive signing for us. Well, I mean, I I have nothing but uh, your opinion to take here. Oh, you jumped in the lead yes. by two goals. Was that a Mobley again? No, Lucas. Lucas uh, Lady. <laughs> oh, the old Brazilian uh, teammate of Felipe Anderson here. Uh, yeah. That was just some bad defending. I defended better with ten men. Um, yeah, to you be did. Honest with you. <laughs> Uh, and you know what? I don't see this going my way. Um, but uh, let's let's move on here and, and to the reason why I wanted to play as Napoli here. Um, you and I both discussed. We, we both like... Uh, oh, no. Lazio. Oh, uh, cool. I, I played with, with Napoli because this week a, a rumor came up that uh, West Ham were, play, or were planning a bid for 
out of favor right winger Irving Lozano, Chucky Lozano, uh, and that they'd have to face Everton and Wolves, I believe, for the signing. Um, Everton and West Ham seem to be the most heavily linked teams to every player in the world, and they're, they're always battling each other for the, for the for these players who eventually go to neither. Um, well, wow, a little audacious of a shot there from 30 yards out. Um, but, uh, oh, oh my goodness, goal. what a cracking goal. <laughs> Top of the box. Who was that? Yes, Lazari. Who's this? Lazari. Oh, my goodness. What a goal. That's that's goal of the week candidate right there. That was Palo uh, esque <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Wow, wow, I'm wow. I'm so glad okay. the Linkovic Savage ducked out the way. <laughs> I I am in uh I'm in just basically tidy up mode here. Keep it respectable. Uh <laughs> I can't even link a pass together right now. If it's five, do you uh, have to write apology? You know what? I'll 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 write a blog apology to you if if I lose my five goals, <laughs> how's that? Do match reports. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can't even get a cross in anymore. Can't get a jump. Um, yes. Anyways, Lozano. Irving Lozano. Do you think there's much to this link, or is it just uh, paper talk and, and you know the the usual suspects, West Ham and Everton being linked? And then you look at Wolves. They are a team that usually signs Portuguese players, but who's their star striker? Uh, Jimenez. Mexican. So uh, Jimenez. yeah, is his Mexican partner there? So. I don't thank you. Finally, a little bit of support here. Uh, I don't see there being much to this rumor. Uh, I kind of blew it away, um, but we we don't need a we don't need a right winger. That's for certain. No, I think he's Herving Nazano. Herving Nazano, when he was at PSV, was a brilliant prospect coming through, as there are a lot of in Holland. But one of the issues with the Dutch league is a lot of Oh, thank you. A lot of players four nil. A lot of players don't make it in the Premier League from the Dutch league or other leagues. They struggle, which is what's happened with Zano. It's what happened with Vincent Janssen when he went to Tottenham. It's not a rare thing. And what's happened is he's gone to his big team, which he did I'd say he did earn the move to Napoli. Sort of a good very good club in Italy, but it's not a Juventus. It's sort of that bit just below, sort of what Chelsea is at the moment to City and Liverpool. That sort of so it's not a full sure. pressure of having to be world class every week, sort of thing. Um, I'm sure a lot of Chelsea fans would disagree with me, but <laughs> <laughs> so it's the sort of move I can imagine happening if we loaned him for a year or two. Oh, oh, what, what, oh, a, what a goal. What a what goal. A we are on um, the comeback trail here. <laughs> but it's the sort of... I can imagine, if we'd been linked with a loan for him, I'd understand that. Because Napoli, just to get shot straight away after one season for a young lad, I don't understand. But a loan where we could try to get the best out of him for a couple of years and then send him back to Napoli or a loan with a future fee to look at. But I don't, I wouldn't understand if it was a straight sale immediately this summer. Sort of how like when Memphis Depay went to United 
he, he having Lozano could be very good for us, like how um, Depay went to Leon and he's Leon. now banging because, yeah. he, because he's the main man. So maybe Lozano might succeed a lot better at a club like us where he will be sort of higher up the food chain in terms of the name players. Um, and then Napoli would sort of want to get him back. Oh my God, I can't talk and defend. <laughs> but <laughs> keep going, keep going. 4-2. Like, United, United, I'm sure, would love to have a like Depay as he currently is back. Well, definitely before they signed Bruno Fernandes. Um, that would have been the case. They'd have all been going. Why was he doing that for us? We should. We should have. We shouldn't have sold. Oh, we shouldn't have sold him. We should have kept him. Look how good he is now. So I think you could sort of see a similar thing with Herbing Lozano from Napoli fans. So I would be surprised if they sold him at all to anyone this summer. And I mean, West Ham get linked with everyone. So it doesn't surprise me that we're linked with a player that struggled at a club this summer, this season, to make a move for him this summer. It's sort of like the old, it's the sort of old David Sullivan player from a big club. He'll sell tickets. If yeah, that makes I feel sense. the same way, to be honest. Oh, oh I gave it right God. back. Um, so I don't think there's much in Lozano either. Plus, Jared Bowen was just brought in to play the right side. You have Mikel Antonio, Robert Snodgrass, uh, much like Cresswell has a job to do on the pitch as well as in the in the change room. So um, I think that there's plenty of depth there. And Grady Diangana is also there, not to mention yeah. the likes of uh, Andre Yarmolenko, who who is still a member of this team despite the odds that he. Uh, despite the odds that he's gone in the summer um, to find somewhere that maybe fits him a little bit better. But uh, we, we digress on this. Um, we do want to get to a question that Jeremiah asked. Uh, he couldn't be with us uh, for the show, hence the FIFA podcast here. Uh, so we are, uh, we are in the midst of playing our second game here. And uh, as it stands, you're up 4-2. Looks like that's going to be the way it ends, if not more. Um, I should say that uh, I'm not writing you an apology because I did score uh, two goals back here, so I'm not going to lose by five. Yeah, that's fair uh, enough. But it ends 4-2. Um, but <sighs> Jeremiah's question was, what is your favorite West Ham memory outside of the final goal at uh, at the bowling ground here? And I, and I want to let you go first on this one and basically see exactly where you're at on the question because I, I do want to gauge that. So, yeah, what, what's, your, what's your favorite West Ham memory? Uh, well... Like I've fallen in love with West Ham because of my dad. Uh, he was a West. He's a West Ham fan, and he took me to my first game, which was West Ham Ipswich, and we won three one in about two thousand and one or so. So I've always linked it back to my dad, in which game I've always enjoyed the most. And it's always the same two that prop up, and I've been trying to ruffle and ruffle which one I preferred, and it had to be the playoff final. Um, and Vazte, yeah. but yeah. it was almost more importantly, not even the Vazte winner. The the Kevin Nolan volley that cannoned off the crossbar two minutes before, because that moment you thought that would have been it. It's, you're not going to get the chance. That was that was the chance. It's gone. It. 
And then when the Vaztec goal happened, there was that much more celebration because people have thought, oh, this is going to extra time now or penalties. So that moment there was just magic. And the fact all 45,000 West Ham fans that were there stayed for two hours or so after the final whistle and celebrations had ended, everyone celebrating the fact we'd managed to get back up. It was that was a very special day. That's a, that's that's a pretty rosy memory there, and you know, outside of outside of the um, the playoff final win, realistically, there hasn't been a ton in, in my lifetime as a West Ham fan of uh, of games that have really been monumental. There's been you know no cup no cup wins or draws or, or, you know, nothing really even all that late into the tournament. So, um, for me, it's going to be, uh, the, the match where West Ham won in Tottenham's new stadium for the first time. Um, just because, you know, a win was, was really important for, for the hammers to actually push on at the end of the season, things were uncertain, uh, and we did end very strong, but, uh, it was, it was rather tense for for uh for West Ham at that time and you know the pressure was mounting because Tottenham were taking off and and West Ham were not so everyone was sort of wondering you know what the team would do and and I'm I'm happy to say that you know West Ham were the better team that day and of course it was uh it was a, a remarkable win just based off of how good uh, Mikel Antonio's goal and even celebration was at that point, but I think that'll be mine. I don't know. What do you, what do you think? That's a very good one. Like I had a very my other option was a very similar um, game. Is when we is the first season in the in the not the first season in the Berlin first season in the <laughs> London Ooh. Stadium. Don't get those two mixed up. Um, oh, and when we beat Tottenham one 0 and it, that was like the confirmation that they couldn't win the league. And the fact that the Lanzini goal was right underneath us, that was that was a very good sort of memory because I remember that also confirmed that we'd be staying in the Premier League. So yeah, and every the relief in the stadium when the final whistle went, and when like that was sort of the first real time the stadium really felt like it could be a home for us I know it's still got its issues and everything but it has given some very very good memories off that being one of them like no one could say that would have been any better anywhere else that was an amazing night of football under the lights you had 50,000 West Ham fans singing bubbles the whole way through singing singing everything the whole way through and that was an amazing night Well, you've had enough time to think on it. Are you ever going to click that you're ready to play here or what? Yes, sorry. I've been tinkering with my <laughs> formation because I've decided I would never play three at the back against you after the other day. No, I uh, I am absolutely... I, I think I destroyed you down the wing uh, just based on the speed. I think you were playing as Dortmund and I had RB Leipzig. So, And they're giving me the shoot around with Harry Maguire here. So this is an utter waste of time. Uh <laughs> Oh no! It was Dortmund United. That was the game. Dortmund United, and it was that Leipzig Lazio. 
Yes, that was the game. You're right. And you You're absolutely just right. ran with Matthew James, Rashford, and Martial every single time. Get ready for more of that, buddy. <laughs> we need some big tackles um, in this game. Oh, Wambasaka. Oh, he makes it look easy. Um, so the last thing we wanted to talk about today between us and this podcast slash FIFA match is basically who we think is going to be leaving the squad in the summer and uh, not necessarily potential replacements, but um, you know who's, who's going to leave, where they're going to go, and, and what West Ham can look at as far as recuperation money is concerned uh, for these players once they're, once they're out of the club. So um, let's start with someone we've already talked about, and that is... Uh, Andre Yarmolenko, what do you see for? Oh, what a block! What oh. do you see for Yarmolenko leaving? Do you think he's going to leave? Do you think uh, West Ham get enough money to justify him leaving? What's uh, what say you on the big Ukrainian? Um, well, I covered it a bit in my article about Ben Rama because I thought he'd be a good oh, replacement a for Yarmolenko. Because I do think we can get. I mean, on transfermarket.com, he's valued about. 13 million so 12 million pounds and I think we could probably get close to that from someone out there <laughs> um, but I think it'd be more important for us to get his wages off the books but I do think it's a massive shame because he's a very talented player and we've seen glimpses of that like the game Oh, what, oh what a stunning free kick. Bruno Fernandes tucks it under the bar. Sorry, sorry to cut you off there it's with that right. excitement. <laughs> um, it's all right. Like, we've seen flashes of Yarmolenko's brilliance. The, the game against Everton last season, where him and Arnautovic just ran through them. Um, his goal against United this season. Um, his goal against Bournemouth this season. Like He's got ability that isn't doubted at all but his injuries that he picked up last year against Tottenham's just sort of been the final he's he'd been injury prone a bit before then but that seems to almost be like the final nail in what yeah it's could be his career in terms of playing at the level we need him to be playing at but as I said, like getting his wages off the books would do a long way to bringing in possibly two players in terms of the wages. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a really interesting point you make there. Not even about money recuperating up front, which a lot of people immediately go to. Um, but uh, oh, it makes it too. Oh. He makes it to Bruno Fernandez. Uh, yeah, so, so that, I think that's valid. Tackles in. <laughs> you got to injure this number 18. Um, yeah. And especially if you're, if you're looking at young players from the championship or abroad um, from leagues that are not the premier league, um, it really could be down to getting players in that are on 50 K a week and, and, you know, or, or less than that. And players that, you know, you could fit two of them in on Yarmolenko's he's, he's what around hundred K a year, most likely. Yeah, I think so. I think it's around 80 or 90. That's, but he's definitely that sort of upper. I didn't mean to chip that, but he's definitely that upper wage bracket for us. 
For sure. And, and you know, there's space to be made there. And um, Berahama, ben, ben Rahama, uh, whatever his name may be, Saeed from Brentford, uh, he is a player that could be could be looked at, but also Grady Diangana has got to have a place to come back to as well because he's clearly excelled at the championship level and has looked really, really good outside of his injury. So um, there, there has to be a place for him to, to come back into. Uh, and then you also have to look yeah. at the likes of Nathan, Nathan Holland, uh, who has been injured yet again, which is upsetting for his, uh, for his career development here. But uh, it is what a tackle it is, you know, something you have to consider whether he's going to take a loan or if he's going to just say, maybe West Ham's not where I'm supposed to be, which would be, I think, a, a real disappointment. Um, but that's for David Moyes uh, to earn his the big bucks with. Uh, we're, we we just have yeah. to comment on it, not necessarily make those hard decisions. Um, oh, what a save oh, by De Gea! He's been lights out. Uh, who who's next up? Who's your who's your next? Oh, sorry, last part of this question. Where do you think Yarmolenko is going to go? I could see him going back to Germany to maybe like a newly promoted club or a slightly yes goal. Uh, a slightly down the league team um, I'm not overly familiar with how the how the league looks at the moment um, but like maybe like but I mean like a Schalke or a Hoffenheim yeah, or like a Frankfurt someone be, like that yeah someone that he can show his quality off every now and again at <laughs> without having yeah, exactly. the pressure or expectation of it. But yeah, sort of a shout where he I can stay high him quite well. Yeah. But I think a shout for me, my pick for him would him. be my pick would be uh, Dynamo Kiev in uh, in Ukraine, his native country and where he's played before. So I think there could be something on That's... there as far as bringing him back. Yeah, that's the other um, option. And he also him going back to his home club. For sure, and he would also he would also probably be better suited at that level and wouldn't have to play as much of a taxing game because I think quality-wise he still is able to play in the Premier League with ease. Um it's just a matter of the physicality and the amount of running he has to put in, which is not yeah. conducive to someone with multiple Achilles injury uh Achilles injuries. So you're just playing just a dirty game now too. I had, I've noticed that. <laughs> I told uh, you, but uh, <laughs> you really have, and you pulled one back. So fair, fair to you. Uh, next player up, who, who do you have as a as a player leaving West Ham? Um, I mean, there's the very obvious one that we haven't mentioned yet, but I feel that would take two seconds. So I'll say Jack Wilshire instead. Oh. oh, off the bar. Uh, Jack Wilshere, there's, there's a little more to talk about with him. Yeah, Carlos Sanchez would be the the one you're probably talking about that's overplayed, yeah. right? <laughs> He's yeah. probably going to South America. He's going on a free. Um, oh, and that's... No, oh. that was the hat trick. That was the hat trick. <laughs> uh, Jack Wilshere. I wonder if they're going to keep him around because I think... He Moyes could have that soft spot. You know, he's a player who's played internationally. He's played at uh, Arsenal when they were a much better club than they currently are. Um, I just don't I, think I they wonder can justify. If, I just don't think they can justify the, the keeping him with his wages of a hundred k, and he's paid. Oh, good goal! 
Was it and a he's paid what? Uh, yeah, maybe. Yes, yeah. it is. But he's paid what ten times for us competitively, if that. Yeah. I don't. You can't justify it. It's sort of similar thing of how Pogba's been the season with United. Like, can you justify having someone on those magnificently high wages that isn't playing any football? And we can't afford to have a huge percentage of our wage budget being wasted because we don't we can't afford to pay it because of financial fair play. So it starts to yeah. be very difficult to argue to keep him when maybe if you got rid of him, you could bring in Eberichi Eze who can play in the centre, who's young, hungry, has potential to get better, has a reset could have a resale value if he was to get that good where other big teams sort of come to look at him. Whereas Jack Wilshire won't have that. I think he needs to, his, his wages is just, are just killer. It's an experiment. Yeah, it's almost addition failed. by subtraction with him. Yeah. It's an experiment that I sort of supported the idea of it when we signed him, but it failed really. Yeah, if you could be the club to get that Jack Wilshere back, then then you'd be in for a steal, especially on a free at the end of his contract with Arsenal. But uh, I agree. Yeah. It, 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 I think that Moyes will be tempted because also he sees what we don't see, which is him around the team, him in the locker room, him with the with the younger players, him on the training pitch. Um, he knows more than we do about that. So that that's an interesting fold in it. But um, I, I I don't see him having a future at the club, even though I think there could be even Sullivan being like, you know, make my investment work basically uh, yeah. having that pressure from the top. But um, where, where do you think he's suited to go? I think maybe like a newly promoted team, maybe like a Sheffield United. I mean, could be a ten, oh, good touch could potentially be in Europe. And if they do, oh, here. Oh, oh come on, <laughs> off the post, um, on the keeper. <laughs> or like Sheffield United, if they did get him fit to a standard, then he could play in U- European games, which could help their players who aren't used to it, um, because yeah. they don't have a lot of European experience, bar Sanderberg in the team. A 21-year-old Norwegian, right? Like that's that's not yeah, necessarily play, who, a, a playing team player playing for them. Gang. But he ha- he'll have experience of European football, and that's it. But and not a lot of. So maybe they'd see signing him as maybe worth the risk if he took a diff- a pay-as-you-play contract, because obviously they like to keep their financial wages quite strict, which I don't think is a bad idea. Um, no, but that sort of. I can imagine sort of maybe another London promoted team or high championship team like Fulham. Okay. I could imagine. Um, I think Jack likes London. Um, he supports West Ham, so he's a London lad, Essex lad, so it's home for him. He's got a young family than, as well. Yeah, so I can imagine Fulham, and Fulham's a lovely club, really. Like, you get to play right on the Thames. It's just a lovely little area, Craven Cottage. Lovely old Craven stadium. Craven Cottage is nice. Yeah. <laughs> it's a sort of retirement still... club. 
Yeah, and it's in the big city, but it's small. Oh, what a save. It's small club, almost not small club mentality, but smaller size club as you claw back a goal here, 3-2 in the 65th minute. Um, if if the only problem with that is, is he would have to have his contract terminated by West Ham. And I don't know if he's going to turn down 100K a week for the hopes of a pay-as-you-play contract. Um, yeah, I don't know if he would if he would do that or not. Not many people would. I mean, millionaire aside, you're not going to become a multimillionaire if you do a deal like that. So um, West Ham are likely going to have to eat money on him, but you could offset that by taking a couple million less in the transfer fee um, if you quote-unquote pay his wages or a percentage of his wages through upfront costs. So you never know how that plays yeah. out. Um, but... Uh, for me, I have two destinations for him. One being uh, MLS. Uh, Jermaine Defoe came to, to TFC Toronto FC, which is my local club. Oh, yeah, of course, and, I did. Uh, he didn't. I didn't think about that. He didn't play in every game. Uh, he he sort of once he got injured, got on the retirement tour, uh, and he was playing only home matches or every other game, uh, and then eventually came back uh, to England. But um, I could see him being a name for Inner Miami, like that the new team that's being started, and um, yeah. I think that's is that Derek Jeter or something David like that. Beckham's so I, I don't know who's club. David Beckham's. That's who it is. Jeter was the uh, Marlins. Uh, anyways, uh, you know he he could be the marquee name to that. Uh, the way the way other players have been, even like Zlatan last season, um, really opened yeah. up the MLS to the the LA uh, rivalry that nobody knew they needed. Um, so as far as that's concerned, I, I think MLS could be the relaxed club that he needs. And I also think he would excel, uh, or, sorry, league, not club. He would excel in, in the MLS. I think it's less physical. It's more, um, it's more his play style. He can pick the, you know, pick out plays and pull the strings from a deeper position. Um, yeah. And he'd be well suited for that. The other one would be Turkey, and that would basically be um, just answering all the people on his Instagram that said "Come to Besiktas" when he when he was a free agent. So um, maybe he's yeah. a man of the people after all. Uh, but anyway. those clubs half the time can't pay their wages, uh, especially with the virus going around now. So you never know how that's going to play out. Oh, Fred, you bum, <laughs> and Rash. Oh, you what suck. a mess. Um, so uh, I think that could be two viable options there. And I want to go to, uh, as the episode closes down here, uh, the last player I want to talk to you about is Manuel Lanzini. Do you see him as going in the summer? Um, I think it's a massive shame where he is at the moment with his form. I wouldn't be sad if he stayed. I'd be perfectly happy with him staying and trying to regain his form with us. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he went to Italy. I think that would suit his style. I definitely think there's a couple of teams that would suit him, like a sort of Sampdoria or Torino, Florentina. Those sort of clubs, I think, would love a Lanzini, and I think he'd sort of suit... Oh, what a, t- what a check back. What a goal. Oh, Bruno Fernandes. But I think he'd He's suit those clubs quite... Game. Yeah, I think he'd suit those clubs and I think they'd suit him and I think he'd find a comfortable home in them and I think he would start to regain his form in Italy because it's slightly slower, um, the style of play. It's a lot more tactical. So I think 
the fact he would be able to sort of take his time with his slight loss of pace um, with, since his injury and he can probably start sort of playing that ball back again like he was when we had Arnautovic in the side think back to the Stoke game where he played that delicate chip over um, yeah I, I think he relished that and but I'd, I'd prefer him to stay and try regain his form for another year um, before we let him go. But because I don't think at the current moment we get a lot of our money back for him because of his form and his injury issues. What do you think? So for me, I, I see him going to Spain. I think uh, same deal there. It's less physical, more tactical. Um, the, the speed is, is also, you know, he, he's not up to snuff on the speed anymore. So I think that could also be another, uh, another factor for him. But, uh, I think going to Spain, I think the team just cuts ties with them. He tried to put him over a barrel last summer to get a new contract, uh, coming off of this injury. And that's really damning because now you, you look, he just doesn't look invested in the game anymore. So, um, I, I really, it's really disappointing, but for me, I would cut ties basically, even if he did recoup his form, great for him. Like, good for him. Give him the move to do that. But right now, West Ham are playing holding midfielders and we're playing wingers out wide. There's no attacking midfielder role in the team. And if that changes, uh, I would pick Fornals over him any day as far as that's concerned. And I would also pick a young, exciting player who's not so full of himself, uh, which maybe is harsh on, on Lanzini, but you know he, he's the one asking for a new contract. I would pick a young player that's trying to prove something rather than one who thinks he's he's owed something. So uh, for me, That's I say cut enough. ties with them, get the wages off the bill. He's only 27, so you would also get to recuperate some money on that. Yeah, um, the other but, place uh, he could go is back to River Plate because he's still very much absolutely a big South fan America. of them. Yeah, he, he's always wearing the kits and, and you know on Instagram showing that he's watching their game. So yeah. um, fair shout there. I think you'd probably get high teens for him, if not small 20s. Um, but, uh, I think that would be fair, honestly, the way he's, the way he's looked this year. Um, yeah. any, any final thoughts here, Henry, as we end out the, uh, the FIFA podcast? Um, other than make sure everyone washes their hands and stay home. <laughs> I think that's yeah, all I'm, I can I'm the same boat as you. Football comes back, football comes back quicker if we're, if we're the ones who, uh, who, who follow the rules along with everyone else. So I'm with you yeah. there and, uh. For, for you and for myself we say thanks for listening and watching if you're catching this on youtube feel free to watch the game uh in the background we'll share that on uh, on all of our social media uh and until next week come on you irons and we'll talk to you guys soon stay safe <laughs>